But uh, have you ever seen The Phantom starring Billy Zane? I have not seen that one. <laughs> but I've heard about it. As far as I can remember, last time I saw it, it's special. That might be a good one to go for. I don't know. Because, yeah. Oh, man. It, it Just the suit he wears alone in this movie, it's fucking fantastic, man. Oh, I adore that it is, so much. That is definitely pre-Marvel, pre-everything like that. But after, after you know, a good Superman film in the early 80s and late yeah, 70s. They were trying to do what they can. And you get Billy Zane in a purple suit. Looking oh, like a wow. muscular okay. grimace. You know what I mean? It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Hi everybody, this is Bridget Nielsen. You're listening to Children of the Adams. <laughs> Hello everybody. We're back. <laughs> and I uh, hope you're having a happy holiday season, everybody. Uh, <laughs> for those of us who don't know, uh, you can check us out on our home on the web at adamsnerds.com. That is A-D-A-M-S nerds.com. Uh, for those of you who have been downloading the podcast and uh, leaving like the nice comments and reviews and everything, we really, really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you, so thank you very much. Uh, this week's movie is, uh, we're continuing down our, our, our holiday movie list, and this is one that uh, is fairly new. It just came out in 2022. Neither one of us had seen this yet, I don't think, right? You had seen this yet, Brian? No, I, yeah. I had never even heard of this thing before. Well, I mean, and it's really strategy might be part of that. Uh, 2022's Violet Night, starring David Harbour, John Leguizamo, and a, a genuine kind of Christmas icon with uh, a co-star in uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Wow. I know. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize her. Yeah, at all. it took me a hot I recognized too. the voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I could I did not recognize her at all. And I still don't. I like when I was watching, I just kept I kept looking at her real closely. Just nope. I, I'm, I'm gonna guess living with Al Pacino's a bit hellish. Like yeah. so I'm just throwing <laughs> out there. I mean that guy looks pretty rough too. That's what so. I mean, man. Like how hard do you think it is? Some kind of weird Dorian uh, Gray situation yeah, going on rough. or something. Yeah, there's a painting that guy somewhere in look- an attic. Yeah, I mean, that guy look, started looking rough, like, in his 30s. <laughs> and he really did. <laughs> All that method acting. Yeah. I really, I gotta say, like, the first time I think as a kid I was introduced to him was, uh, did you ever see the Dick Tracy movie starring Warren Beatty and Madonna? Yes, yeah. unfortunately I have, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that was, like, my first, uh, you know, I was probably too young for The Godfather at that point. You know what I mean? He's big Halloween boy, right? One is played... fine. Yeah, he was big yeah. boy, he sure was. Big Boy Caprice. Dustin Hoffman, William Forsyth. There was a whole bunch there was of a, There was a lot of people in that movie. chewing actors in there, yeah. But unfortunately, like, every one of them are all under like layers of makeup, though. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, a ton, right? Yeah, except for Madonna and Warren Beatty. Really, everybody else is just like slathered in like... Was probably, I mean, they probably sat in the makeup chair for like five hours every day for shooting. Yeah, I don't even know why they had to do it to Al Pacino because he didn't really look like... Yeah, you know, he was cartoonish, but he didn't really need it, I think, for that film, right? But his his face, like he can make himself cartoonish if he wants to. Oh, dude, for sure. Like that, like that famous meme of him where he's just like great ass, like and his face is just yeah. like a mile wide. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, the guy can do yes. it already. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I take nothing away from Al Pacino. I love like I damn near most of his movies. There's not, I can't really think of a movie that I don't like that he was in. So he's yeah, he's good. a fantastic actor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a pretty uh, solid Scarface movie. Will was always, that, uh, always be I don't even know the last time I actually saw it. Did, have you ever seen it like outside of the first time you saw it? Dick Tracy? Dick Tracy? Yeah. I've I've seen it like randomly. Really? Um generally if I like saw it on TV, like I'd leave it on there just to watch it again just it's to like see what goof. it's like. Yeah. But really not able to like watch the whole thing. Like you'd watch it and be like, "Okay, yeah, that's exactly what I remember seeing." Right. That, yeah. that wasn't not a Disney movie, was it? 
Oof, I don't know. I don't know if Disney owns the rights to that or if they ever did. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. For some reason in my Call head, that's sticking there, as yeah. like it, it was a Disney movie, but I, I could be wildly wrong. Oh, let me, uh, I'm going to bring that's that up real quick. Because, I mean, it's it's shot like one. Yeah, it's, for it's, sure. You know, it's like, I do remember that movie being, you know, really cool looking. At <laughs> least because Elfman, it does look like notes are all over the fucking soundtrack yeah, for that. Yes, fucking, exactly. That movie, yeah. Because once again, he just got done or either was going to be working <laughs> Batman. on Batman. Yeah, so. that's it. <laughs> it's like, you've seen Batman, you you know his oeuvre. Oh, yeah, man. You know? Unless you're a big Oingo Boingo fan. Oh, I mean, who is it? You know what I mean? Dead Man's <laughs> yes. Party. Like, I still blast that shit to this day. Oh, I love that. he's starting to look like carrot top these days because he's getting all jacked but like he's got like the chris jericho old man sag on the front it's kind of weird looking god that's that's creepy then he's all shirtless playing concerts and stuff (laughs) it's so strange looking like i mean well i get that because it's like he is a he is a a musician you know so he would be out there kind of doing that like he used to yeah it's not the 1980s anymore oh man they need to get uh danzig jericho and fucking uh and Elfman on a tour together. <laughs> just let them be all shirtless and sweaty together on stage, just oozing around like a bunch of, uh, what was that uh, character, Gleep, was it? <laughs> that big fucking wad of goo that just moved around? <laughs> I don't even know, but uh, it, it sounds awful. I, I would rather get those people together and let them make a movie together. To oh, see what Christ. <laughs> I still, like, I don't know, like, I, I think I'm done kind of follow Danzig's movie career. I think I'm done. So yeah, I take it you have, still haven't watched Veronica nope. then? No, no, I have not. Okay. You're Never probably in my a life. Man for it. I, don't, I don't think I could yeah. ever, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to. I mean, yeah. It's, it's I'm with you there. Fucking awful. Yeah. Fucking terrible. <laughs> Woo. God. Yeah. All right, so let's yeah, get to the I don't think Dick Tracy movies. was Disney, but. It wasn't? Yeah, okay, so, yeah. Anyway, so it, yeah. it just, it kind of felt like when I think, maybe maybe that's why in my head I just lumped it in. It's because it's like a kid's film. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. basically it was, yeah. Over a, a, a comic strip character that none of them had heard of in 1990 when that fucking movie came out because that was a comic strip like in the 60s or some shit, wasn't it? Yeah, from so the 50s, I think. Even, oh, yeah, yeah even super topical. Like, it, might, it might even go earlier than that, like back to the 40s or 30s. Mm. Who knows? Like me, one day we'll just have to do a review of that movie and see how we feel because then we oh, can I'd actually get to. some real, real trivia on it. Yeah. I would go. I would go back and revisit it for sure. <laughs> How about uh, okay? So, Violent Night here. This one, I think, it kind of stuck under under the radar release wise. Like, it came out right before Christmas of last year, and it had uh, an odd release strategy. Like, it was one of those movies to where I don't think NBC really knew what to do with it, so they released it uh, the same day in theaters as they did a video on demand. Yeah, which is a little strange, but uh, I also read that though this thing got a premiere though at New York's Comic Con that year too. Yeah, like, like, a, cu- like of a cu- yeah, a couple months beforehand. Yeah, they were like testing it out, I think. And even even though it had a weird release, like on a on a twenty million dollar budget, it still made like seventy six million dollars. That's what blows me away here. Yeah, like <laughs> that's I, just how much it made. <laughs> had I actually just like as as I did, like I watched this thing spoiler free, didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. Started watching it. And if I had just gotten done watching it, there's no way that I would have ever even guessed that this thing had a theatrical release. Oh, yeah. I don't same remember here. this thing being out there. This seems like a straight to video just off the walls. Christmas action film, right? <laughs> a straight octane, yeah, that's it. As, as yeah, it's anything just, ridiculous they could put into this movie, they did. But seventy million. I mean, that's a, that's a hell lot. of a return. Yeah, especially on a twenty million dollar budget. I mean, I, I, 
I get that. I mean, yep. it doesn't it doesn't look like a ton of money was put into this film. The nah. special effects are just terrible in this thing. But. Yeah. But it's no surprise to I mean, you, given uh, how much of a return it had, it's actually, uh, they're already working on a sequel for it. Which, uh, yeah, I read that too. And I was like, really? Yeah. Like, how? I, I mean, we'll get to this too, because I, I would rather than like work on a prequel for this thing, because I would love to see that. Oh, but yeah. We'll, that we'll would have been interesting. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this. So- this, this movie opens yeah. up like with, with like a not so much a cold open, but kind of a cold open. You see a, it's a bar on Christmas and it's it's like you would expect, you know, what I mean, just a couple of old timers in there just basically holding up the bar with their uh, with their knees like, you know, they're uh, and there's a lonely Santa and they're drinking. And as it turns out, like, you know, there's no like there's no shock to this. Like they don't shy away from this in the in the in the trailer build up or nothing like this is straight up Santa Claus played by David Harbour. And uh, uh, basically like uh, Santa is a. Uh, would I be wrong in saying Santa's too old for this shit? Like, is that, a, is that the sense he gave you in this opening scene? It's, well, he's just, he's given up on everything. So this, yeah. this is what I was saying. So I, I as I said, I, I went into this thing cold, didn't watch the trailer, didn't watch anything. So I had no idea what I was going to get. But with a, the box art on this thing, if, if that's even such a thing anymore, <laughs> you know, I would have said that this movie is going to be like a complete remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night. That'd have been, that'd have been like a fair that, assumption, right? yeah. Harbor, I mean, he's got his roots in like horror anyway with Stranger Things yep. and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I would have thought, okay, this guy is going to be just a slasher running around. Nope, this movie, as you said, it doesn't pull any punch, doesn't hide anything. It just says, nope, this is the real Santa Claus getting drunk in the UK. Yep. You know, with another guy who just plays Santa at the mall. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's to get to your question. Yeah. He is basically Santa Claus. Who's just been doing it so long. He's so pissed at the world now. Cause I mean, kids today don't, you know, they don't appreciate what he does. They don't want traditional toys as we'll, right. we'll, we'll see the, the montage coming up. He's, he's angry and he's just bitter about it and says, fuck it. I'm just here to do a job. And that's it. And he's just going to go through his, to go through the motions. Like, I feel like that's what it is. Like he's that guy who goes to work, who's been doing this for, you know, he's been doing it for a thousand years and he's just going through the motions. Now it's just something he has to do. And that's kind of what that montage was, right? It was just him going through the motions of like the whole, he, the whole Santa He goes thing. through the motions, yeah. but you also get to see what, what the world has turned into. Right. So as yeah. he goes to one house, you know, and he gets in there already and there's nothing but like Amazon boxes underneath the tree. Right. right yeah. So he, he's already like, well, you know, like he's being swept aside. His, yep. he was the bringer of presents and everything and leave him on the tree. Well, now Amazon's come to take that over. Then he goes to another house where, you know, he's checking his list and Skin he sees bone. that, you know, these kids, they don't want anything, no toys, no nothing. They just want nope. cash. So yep. he's stuffing cash into their stockings, you know, yes. and he's doing, he's just so bitter about it. Cause he's just like, he just feels like he doesn't belong anymore in this, in this modern world. And to an extent he's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, I guess it is a social commentary on the world that today, right? Yeah. Basically we don't necessarily have that same thought. We, we live in a very commercialized world, you know, wherever, whatever views you have on Christmas, whether it's religious views, Santa Claus, whatever it might be, you know, it certainly has become and has been for a long time, mm-hmm. a very commercialized holiday, much like Valentine's day, you know, Easter, everything like that. It's all about, you know, cards and toys and candy and that kind of stuff. And that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. 
<clears throat> and so and they but were introduced yeah. to uh like like to the family right like the uh it, it, it's uh, it, it, a a a guy does it is a strange wife basically he's picking up his daughter to take her to family christmas basically right that's what i get to yeah, yeah. We, we're we we switch over to it's it's still daylight time I do I do like those attention to detail that they did in this film. They did we were able to say like, yeah, it's nighttime in England, you know, daytime Santa's over there stopping yeah. at a bar, but it's still daytime there, so they got time to to get ready for Christmas. But yeah, he's we see the estranged husband. He is uh played by a, a giant a guy named Alex Hassel. I've looked at his resume. I don't recognize like anything this guy's done. I really haven't. He plays seen uh, him he played anything. translucent in the first couple episodes of The Boys. Yeah, it's I haven't watched the boy, so I don't oh, know him from anything. Man, so yeah, dude. like this guy, he was he was brand new to me. Like I I didn't know what to think of him, but he plays the estranged husband who yeah. comes from a very wealthy family. Looks like he married a lady who doesn't come from money, and it seems that the families just don't either approve of her. Or is it she doesn't approve of his family? Because I think it's both. As we'll, be, as we'll learn, yeah, as we'll learn, like this, this family, all the members of them are pretty despicable in their in their own minds, except for pretty much this wife and more to the point, her child. Right. Uh, their their daughter. Uh, yeah. Whatever her her name is. Uh, Trudy. Is it Trudy? Yeah. Is that the girl? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So fascinating enough. Yeah. And the whole plan here, as well as it turns out, is it's a is is the wife believes that the husband is doing this to help to you know provide a good Christmas for the child, but it it turns out that the uh, husband I think he has ulterior motives. He wants to get back together. He wants right. to separate from his family. He wants to just have his family back and you know have a happy life. Right. So that's that's where we go, and they're all headed off to their mother's house. The mother is played by, as we said before, Beverly D'Angelo. Very surprising sure. too, because like there was no indication. Like I, I, I went like you. I went to this movie like you know pretty, uh, pretty unaware of anyone else who was in it, and just you hear her talk off screen, and the camera just whips around, and it's like holy fucking shit. But <laughs> there's, like, there's me, Mama like, Griswold right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I heard the voice, and it's it's pretty scratchy and like like a sm- she got like a smoker's voice, but man. Like you, you know that voice from somewhere, but you couldn't place it. That's that's what I was doing. I was like, "Who is that? Who is that?" And I, then I had to like, because I didn't, I didn't even really looking at the credits when it was coming on there. Right. And then, bam! Like I, I was like, "Okay, I got to go to IMDb while I'm watching this." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yep. Yeah. That is yeah, Mrs. Griswold. Beverly Bay got D'Angelo right there. It. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty surprising. In another Christmas film. Yeah. <laughs> another Christmas movie. <laughs> so yeah, just absolutely crazy because, like I said, you. I, I honestly, I didn't even know she was still alive. So yeah. like, I, I was so amazed and I just like kept looking at her. I could not place her. She, she doesn't look like she used to. She's had a lot of work done. She has. She's yeah. Still, she has somewhat of a youngish face for being a 72 year old, but yeah. Yeah. Overall looks, looks pretty decent for, for her age. Yeah. And, and I remember this, of uh, this family too. Like, uh, it's, uh, Jason's sister is, uh, like, I, I don't know if you watch, uh, the Righteous Gemstones, but uh, Jason's sister is one of the yeah. stars in that show. It's hilarious. Like, uh, uh, Edie Patterson, she's so funny. And, uh, like, but every, every member of this family is basically, like, you know, a horrible person. Like, you know, the, the, the sister, like, they're all kind of money-grubby and hungry, and the sister's kid is, uh, like, an in, like a wannabe influencer. So you, you get the you get the stereotype already. And, you know, everyone is just kind of like a, a stereotype asshole. 
essentially. But you get the sense right away that Jason is uh, like the least dickish of the family. Like he's the one who, who's just there for like for the right reasons. Like that's kind of what we're being led to believe at this point. And it, it, we are led to believe. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. But he also we also know, though, that he's not that even up front because he is somebody who can't say no to his mother. Right. You know, and that's that that's kind of the problem with him and his wife. Yeah. That his mother has wed has driven a wedge between them because he can't separate and like as we said, he's trying to rectify that situation. Yeah. So while the family is, you know, doing family things going into Christmas and all that, uh it, it turns out a group of mercenaries has infiltrated the estate like at at almost the same exact time that Santa Claus shows up, right? Yes. Right. It, like, it, like they, well, they're, within they're, minutes they're, of each other, like, you know, it's like Santa shows up and then the mercenaries show up and then, you know, boom. Well, we should say this. So, so what they're doing here, this is a very wealthy, prominent family in Connecticut. Yeah. And they are basically having their annual Christmas celebration, which means they bring in a lot of caterers and wait staff and all that stuff. And, Lo and behold, the waitstaff and caterers are the terrorists. They're disguised yep. as that, and they are the actual ones coming there. So, yeah, I should we should probably discuss this now. If this if this plot doesn't sound kind of familiar, it's it, this is what they would say was probably pitched as, "Hey, this is Die Hard with Santa Claus." Yep. Um, this, I mean, this plot is completely lifted from. You know, not only Die Hard, but a little bit of of Home Alone. We'll, we'll talk about that too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. But primarily Die Hard, and, and so and much so that this movie too, calls like it out. Tinge. Yeah, like there's yeah, a lot I mean, of the, a lot of mixture of elements going on here. There is so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I mean, everything from. I mean, not they. They actually. I mean, they. They at one point Santa pulls out a Die Hard copy DVD. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, just to call it out and say, say, yeah, who actually wants this for Christmas? You right. know, it it is clearly because I mean the the as it turns out the terrorists they all have the same goal. They they're there to rob the the wealthy people. They're going there to take hostages, you can get a bunch of money, here. and then get the hell out. And by yep. the way, they're going to kill all the people in the all the hostages too, as, as they get away. So yeah, there's a lot of it. And you know, even another tie, like, cause I, I forgot about this, but apparently John Lugazamo was in Die Hard part two. He was, he, he played, he, he played one of the terrorists. One he of the sure people did. who didn't get a whole lot of screen time, but he was there. Yeah, he sure was. He had, uh, so, he had, he had like one or two lines in the movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. real weak. <laughs> yeah. John Lugazamo is actually uh he's quarter, he's sort of the Hans Gruber. In this one, he's he's Mr. Scrooge. Like every one of the of the terrorists has like a a Christmas inspired uh, you know uh, uh, name basically. Yeah, yeah, he's Scrooge. You know the other ones are like Gumdrop, yeah, like Candy, Candy Cane. They yeah. got all these kind of they stuff. Have, like yeah, that. they have all, the whole rundown of it. Yeah, I mean, it, this like I said, this movie lifts so much from Die Hard that you know at one time even Scrooge when he's talking to Santa, you know, over the radio trying to figure out who he is, he's like, "Who are you?" You know, some some cop or security guard who just yeah. watched too much TV. It's a line like completely Almost lifted when Hans word. Gruber yep. yeah, asks, asks you know, John McClane that very same thing. You know, yeah. an American who just grew up watching too much TV. Yep. It's it's crazy. Yeah. But they do it tongue in cheek in this one. They they know what they're doing here because it, it's it's I'm not surprised what you said about some of these people coming from, you know, prior you know, comedies and stuff like that, because there's a lot of comedy thrown into this film. A lot. It's, yeah, there is. It is definitely 
Unlike many of the Die Hard ripoffs, this is actually something that says, hey, yes, we're blatantly copying this, but we're going to laugh about it and we're going to call it out and make sure. It's like watching that. If you ever watch like those movies like Loaded Weapon and stuff like that. Like, oh, with, the, with uh, Milo Estevez and Samuel Jackson. Yes. A lethal Weapon yes. ripoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Where, or, or Hot Shots. Like all those right, movies are just yeah. like they completely poke fun of the genre. Yep. And they're doing it so ridiculously that you just laugh along with it. Yeah. This is a lot of what this movie is, too. Yeah, it sure it, is. It's not as in your face on that, but it's it's in your face enough yeah. to let you know that that's what's happening. Because you are going to laugh at, yeah. this, at certain things in this film. I was surprised. There, there were definitely some parts of this film that did make me laugh. There was other parts that just kind of like, eh, yeah. that was really stupid. I'm with you there. So. Yeah, so as the... Uh, as the terrorist group or the, you know, the caterers turn terrorists, like they start running up the family, getting everybody all in the same room and that sort of thing. Uh, as they're sweeping the house, uh, a, a certain terrorist comes across the room that Santa is in as he's mid uh, present delivery. And they just, they, they fight. I mean, they straight up fight and Santa ends up killing this guy with uh, via icicle, right? Doesn't he? he yeah. Tells guy yeah. He, once again, yes. Another lift. I just th- didn't think about that, but that is a definite lift from Die Hard 2. Because he stabbed it's, the guy. It's, yeah, the, yeah. The guy who played meat the, in Porky's. He stabbed him in the eye with an icicle. Was it icicle or was this the guy that got the star in the eye? Uh, no. I can't remember. Uh, the, the icicle guy from Die Hard 2 is definitely, uh, was definitely in the oh, eye. Oh, no. Yes. This, uh, yeah. He basically kills him by icicle because, it, but it's like, it's like an ice, it's almost like an ice sculpture because he yeah. knocks him out the window, right? Yeah. And gets impaled. Yeah. On, onto it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. But yes, once again, another lift. And I, I, I apologize. Yeah. The, the stab in the eye with a icicle like thing will come in, come a little bit later. <laughs> right. In yeah. The film. I mean, there's, yeah, just, just so much ripping off. But, and it's but surprising too, because they don't, you know, like they're, Santa could kick a little ass in this movie. Like as he sort of, as he sort of gets his fighting feet back underneath him. Like, you know what I mean? Santa's, Santa's pretty adept at violence is, uh, is yeah, one and you don't understand why. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, why I mean, they so don't, they don't really get into this thing. They only, they only, they will, will, Shed some light on this a little bit. Very briefly. Like, yeah. Like, I already found myself early on, like, I, I realized, like, okay, this is the real Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. And he's thrust into this situation. The one thing that this film really doesn't do a good job of is, like, kind of tell you what the rules are, you know? Oh, the Santa magic it, rules? Yeah. So, yeah. like, they, they play it off as, well, I, like, he it's, constantly it's faith, says, it's faith I don't get basically. It. It's like people, yes. yeah, he doesn't understand how it works, but basically it seems to be like, if people believe in him, he is more magical, right? Is that how? Yes, he, yeah. he, he becomes more, more powerful and he's able right. to handle his own because. <laughs> but you're right, he literally says, I don't know how it works. Yeah, and that's how they play it off because, like, I I don't understand. Like, I was like, okay, he's he's Santa Claus. He's been alive for a thousand years. Been doing this yep. for so long. Yep. Can he die? Can he be killed? What happens if he is killed? You know, all that kind of stuff. Like, they don't explore this, which I maybe they're going to do that in the sequel or what. I, but this is like some of the ideas I would love for them to explore because I was always wondering, as like, is he like? Wolverine? Does he have like this intense healing factor that just keeps him alive for? decades and, and right. centuries mm-hmm. right so like they don't go into it because at one point he does get some knives like some some slashes on the sides of him so he's in there and he's like stitching himself up so it's like like what what's the consequences here so yeah I, part of this movie you you do have to kind of unplug yourself and kind of say okay stop asking these stupid questions this is santa claus by the terrorists. yeah yes. yeah it's after uh it's after santa's uh second 
uh, mercenary kill that he finds the walkie-talkie, and that's this is where he talks to basically Trudy, who is his, for lack of a better term, Al Powell in this. Like she's she's yes. you know the, the other person under the mic, giving uh, him ins- giving John McClane inspiration, you know, because Trudy she truly believes in Santa Claus, and the only thing she wants for Christmas is for her family to be back together. She doesn't want an iPad, you know what I mean? Fucking uh, you know. Uh, no roller skates, fucking, you know, nothing else like that. She just wants, uh, you know, her parents to get back together. And there's just something about that that, you know, she asked Santa to save her. And he just, he, he fucking just gets his gumption up and he just starts doing it. And is it, is at this point that we get like a brief, like we get a brief hint, like a, this is where we get that flashback scene of him, right? Is like after he tells her he's going to save her, like when he starts getting his tough face on, that's, this is when we get the flashback of him being like a, a Viking, yes. right? Yeah, and that's 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 the odd thing about that. Yeah, see, and this is what I wanted this movie to become was like explain to me how he became Santa. And all oh, they're doing is to teasing. Santa? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was Good saying question. at the start of this thing, like, yeah. I want a prequel to this because how does a Viking who's out there raping, pillaging, killing? Yeah doing all this stuff. Like, it it does a good job of explaining why, why he would be able to handle himself in a fight. Oh, dude, yeah, because the flashback we get at him, it's not just him, like, on a ship, you know, doing another Viking. He's literally in a field of dead bodies. It's like the fucking, it's like Helm's Deep. Like, there's just... People, Hammer is dripping blood. Yeah, there's people just strewn everywhere. Like, it is yeah. an amazing amount of violence. And I'm wondering, is like, yeah, it's like, is this, like, was he, like, punished? Is this his atonement from God? Yeah. Like, you are, you are... You know, is he Kratos and he just murdered like thousands of dudes? Like, what the fuck happened yeah. here? I gotta know. And now you, now you, now you've been, you know, sentenced to, uh, you know, deliver presents and bring good to the world for the next yeah. three thousand years or something. Oh, you know, like, that's good. I just want them to explore that more, and they never do. And it. it's it was so frustrating for me in this film. Maybe that'll be coming for as in long the as this film is. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, they need to make a prequel of this and tell me the story here because I'm fascinated by that. That's that is the one thing that kept me in this movie. Yeah, because I'm telling you, this this movie is long for a movie that's it's only an hour forty seven. Yeah, that's long. Yeah, <laughs> that's long. <laughs> I trust you. I was checking my watch on several points in this film. Yeah, because it did slow down a, a couple that, of parts. That's fair. It's not so much that they're even slowing down, but a movie that wants to do what they're doing in this thing uh-huh. to be a parody of Die Hard. Yeah. You can't make that more than two hours. It just comedies don't really work that way. And that's primarily what this is. It's a comedy slash in your face gore, you know, mess, right? Oh, because the action scenes, yeah, like they're having John Wick level fights. Like it is like the the action is fucking action. Like straight up, like when Santa starts going at these terrorists, like they are fucking each other up. Like there is blood flying everywhere. There's different weapons. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like it, like the uh, you know the uh, the production, like the action, like whoever the, the the stunt coordinators on this movie fucking definitely in their check is, you know, it looked pretty good. It, it looked decent. Like you say, John Wick. I say, yeah, some of the some John of the Wick goriness of John Wick. Yeah. yeah, but definitely not John Wick standard. I mean, when I watch yeah, a John Wick fair. film, like I am enthralled by everything that's going on on the screen. I right. mean, just stuff's flying all over the place. He's jumping everywhere. This is some decent stunt coordination, right? There, the, the fight looks believable. I don't, I don't look at it like these people don't know what they're doing. I mean, there's right. not, I mean, there's certainly jump cuts all around to hide some <laughs> uh, of that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. but there are, so they, these are like some actors who look like they could handle their own 
you know, yeah. as far as trying to make a fight happen. So I go with it. And but but yeah, the level of violence that's being shown on here or trying to be trade, that's what they're going for. That's what they want to show in this film. And they do throughout this whole film. I like heads up if you haven't seen this thing and you're listening to us, just be in for it. Yeah, because that they want to show you all as much ultra violence as they can. Oh yeah. But for at the sure. same time make you laugh about it, not be like disgusted about it. Right. You know, it's it's all this this whole movie is tongue in cheek and you know because the kills are pretty ridiculous too mm -hmm. the way he does just dispatch of some of these people he just does it in a very gruesome and bloody ways yeah he does which, which is part of the charm of this film though it, like, in a weird way it kind of is right <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's what, he, he's like, like I said, the, he's very much like the reluctant gunslinger like he's not just done like he's done with like delivering toys like he was you know he kind of walked away from the warrior life like given like you know whatever however he ended up as Santa Claus from Viking. But, you know, when he yeah. gets back in touch with it, like when he, uh, when he's in the, like the big boathouse scene where it's Santa versus like a lot of unknown goons and he really gets back in touch with his Viking ship when he finds that. That's where he really goes John Wick. Right yeah. When there. he, when he finds his, his little mi uh, mini meal near, it just starts going yes. ham on these guys. <laughs> Skull crusher. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause he's knocking grenades around. Like he is just, it's a fuck. It's a pretty cool scene. Like he rolls through a lot of fucking unnamed kind of bad guy, like almost like Schwarzenegger commando style, where he's just very rolling much so. through these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all it's all lifted from those those classic eighties, but mostly Die Hard. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. To watch that, and like I said, but uh, it's, almost, it's enjoyable. Almost it's like a not really so much like a B plot, but almost as like as another thing they just wanted to kind of wedge into the movie. Uh, all while Santa is, is wreaking havoc. Uh, on the outside of the house, uh, throughout the compound on, on these terrors, uh, Trudy uh, sets up like yes. a, a pretty home alone uh, set of traps herself for uh, for two for two goons in particular, kind of turn into her Harry and Marv. But I mean, it's okay. They're home alone level traps, but with uh, realistic outcomes. If I if I can yes. put it that way, to where it's like if you've ever seen the YouTube videos where they have like the, the home alone videos, but with like actual blood spatter and shit, like from the movie, like those those fun video, like the, those funny videos, like people have done. Like that's what is this movie like? If people, if someone gets hit in the face with a bowling ball, their nose is gonna splatter. And it's gonna be broken. Like there's, uh, yeah, there's deaths involved. So much, yeah. And and Trudy, uh, really BC absolute shit out of these two criminals she goes up against. I mean, she wounds them badly, <laughs> like very badly yeah. uh, up until the point to where like, you know, one of them sort of kind of gets the upper hand on her and then Santa shows up and, and finishes, uh, you know, uh, and this is where I get for, like, we get probably uh like, Oh no, I, I'm thinking I'm, I'm mixing up my, 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 my uh, killers here. This wasn't the chimney kill. That was at the very end. Right. Yes. Yeah. So this one, okay. like I, they, they do, they set up the home alone thing real early in this film when, when With we Trudy. meet the father and the, yeah. and the parent. Yeah. Where she's like, she's screaming like Macaulay Culkin and saying, yeah, I watched home alone. I absolutely oh, love her it. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, she, yeah, she yeah. says her favorite. There we go. Yep. That was it. You're right. And then, yeah. And they had this night. Yeah. The nice callback. So like, I knew like I was watching this film and I was like, Oh, okay. They're going to have traps and, and all sorts of stuff going on with this kid. I knew it. Like it was, it was already like, totally telegraphed yeah but it was fun because 
yeah, because even the director himself said, like, I remember watching Home Alone as a kid and really enjoying it. And it wasn't until he got older that he realized, he's like, oh, my God, you know, if that was really <laughs> going on, those people would have been seriously hurt, if not dead. Yeah, for so sure. He's like, that would be a very fun thing to do in a film is to actually just show, you know, real life consequences yeah. to the same type of thing. Yeah. Someone's head gets set on fire, stepping on nails, like the, the, the Christmas ornaments, everything's in there. Yeah, but the fun part about what he does here, and this is, I give the director Trello credit for this, and the way he directed this young actress, is he's like, she is sitting there playing off while all these booby traps are going off. She's going along like, this is a movie. This is Home Alone. Yeah, this she's isn't really hurting she's them. Not crying, she's she's not laughing. Scared. She's giggling right. at it. Yeah. But these are these people are getting maimed. Oh, yeah. And they're coming you to know, kill her, like for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Just. Yeah, the bowling ball to the face, and oh, then when he falls God, back on that bed, that bed of nails, that was hard. Just like, oh, yeah, just just painful. Yeah, cause fuck, man, that yeah, that that'd be, I'd be done for the day. I'd just <laughs> let the house like that's it. I'm, I'm yeah, out. you're like you're like keep the million dollars. Right, I'm yeah. I'm out. Fucking done. I have to go get eight thousand tetanus shots. I'm done with this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> yes. Uh. Oh boy, yeah, it's just. <laughs> ooh. And she's like, oh, that, isn't there a part where she's like ripping her skin almost to get off the glue? Yeah, like that. Yeah, the, that one lady got pretty jacked up. Oh man, it's just oh yeah, the back of her head. Oh yeah, yeah just just ooh. You, if you haven't seen it, it like I said, if we, we're spoiling the hell out of it for you, but but man, is it 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 does make you want to cringe a little bit when you see this part. Yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's it, entertaining. It, it's like lady, the lady candy cane gets so fed up with Trudy for that. Like she actually pulls out a gun and is going to straight up just ice Trudy. And then Santa shows up and deals with candy cane before fucking, you know, before that can actually happen. Yeah. Uh, and then it's at this point that, uh, is this where we find out that maybe Jason isn't so much of a good guy, right? This is where Mr. Scrooge played by John Leguizamo starts kind of messing with the family for fun. Like he plays those little yeah. games with them. Right. Well, it's good. It's good time to bring John Leguizamo up now because we haven't really talked about him yet. Yeah. But man, <laughs> I mean, he, talk about you know, the. I mean, he he does what he does with, with, the, him, with the words he was given to say. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll yeah, say that. I I will give him this. Like, if it wasn't for John Leguizamo, I probably wouldn't really get through this film because he chews up the scenery every time he he's does. on screen. He really does. He knows what type of movie he's in. Yep. He does come from a comic, uh, you know, background, yep. but he also does come from an action background. Sure so he does. knows how to like meld those two perfectly. Yeah. He's going around just over the top. You never get an idea <laughs> what his background is, like why he, why is he such Christmas a badass? So much? Yeah, or why? Yeah, he, oh no, yeah. Well, we well, get the Christmas do, thing right? at the end, right? Yeah, we get the Christmas yeah, thing at the end. Yeah, he kind of explains that. Yeah, yeah. Like his parent, like he was always jealous of the next door neighbor because they got all yeah presents and stuff, and, and he, he never got, got what he got. Yeah. Oh, and it's uh, kind of loose. Yeah, it. it, it we should step back real quick. Is that uh, before Santa really? Before he gets into the the whole lot of killing, uh, in, in a pretty sort of diehard callback way, he has this digital sort of Iron Man. Uh, naughty list where he conjures up like a Jarvis yeah. kind of display and he can, you know, he can search people's names and shit. And, and that's how he gets the names of like all, he has his own naughty list of, uh, of the killers. And that's how he, he goes through and takes care of them all is via this yeah. little magical list. That's what I love about that. Like he knows how many terrorists are left in the house. I know. Based on like showing cool. up on his list. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of liked that. Laura, you know, like John McClane was writing the names on his arm. Yeah. You know, here it is. Like he's got, 
you know, the Christmas powers, you know, to kind of call upon, which even though, like I said, they're not really defined. Not really like, at all. When I no. first watched this thing, like I didn't understand what was happening with his powers. Like when he would try to sneak out, like he would like wiggle his nose or do something and he would turn into like a flame and go out the chimney. Right. But for some reason, like he couldn't do that at that moment. He was out of magic, I think. Maybe nobody was really believing at that point. That's, that's well, I that's what I learned that. later after reading some of the, the background on this film. Is oh, really? That this, movie, this movie is supposed to show that he is basically on his last leg, right? He just, there's nobody oh. left in the world that's, that believes in him. The kids want Amazon. They want cash. Nobody believes anymore. He's just more bitter and hateful. He doesn't believe in himself anymore. But as the film goes on, as Trudy starts saying, hey, Santa, are you there? I need your help. I believe in you. He starts to believe in himself. So as the film goes on, you notice that he has less and less trouble fighting each one of these terrorists. Yeah. Because he's Christmas getting more and more carnage. powerful. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so much. It's I'm reminded of like watching Peter Pan, like uh, the play, and where everybody claps to bring Tinkerbell, right? Yeah, 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 you know? right. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's just hey, you got to believe in me. And they, well, I, you, I was, I believe in you, Santa. Go fuck that guy up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was really feeling it. Yeah, for my life, I'll believe anything you want me to. Believe. Right? Yeah, fucking a. Uh, but yeah, this is this is where we get dad, you know, I guess character's name is Jason. Jason, yeah. We we find out that like yeah, he he gave his mom just a a, a bottle of scotch for her her birthday or for Christmas yep. gift along with a note that basically says, "Hey, I'm out of here." Yeah. And I think he also said, "I've taken all the money that you've stolen." Cuz turns out that Ma has uh, stolen a bunch of the money from the Middle East or, or from the US government basically it was meant to go to Iraq. Yeah, there yeah. Um, they basically embezzled a bunch of it. They kept it in their safe. That's what John Leguizamo and his team is after. Right. They but they it, show there to. But as they get into the like after they get into the vault, they find out it's empty, and then that's when we find out that Jason had beaten them to the punch, basically, and stolen all the money from his mom. And one last fuck you, mom. You know, I'm I, cho- I choose my you know my wife and daughter over you guys. But by the way, I'm taking. But all the doesn't money. really. He's still choosing money first, yeah, and kinda. then he's like. Hey, hey, man, yeah, you this know, will make it easier for me to get my Shoes are expensive, back. dude. It gets grow fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, as, we, as we learn later on, the wife is not too happy with no, him on that. No, she's like, not too pleased hell, about man? that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to be, like, the most pure characters in this film. Oh, yeah. Besides, yeah. besides, I mean, even Santa's not pure because he's got a past. Yeah. Like, I was trying to figure out... Like, the mother had to have something, but I couldn't, like, I don't think they ever did a good job of fleshing that out if she had. No, she seemed to be a, just like, you know, a like vice. a good person thrust upon this fucking pit of vipers, basically, trying to get her kid out. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the other ones are just, they're just so despicable, like you that said. That was uh, like the, Linda, the sister right? was, was the mom's yeah. name, yeah. And the actor, like all that, they're just like, they're kissing ass to the mother because they know they don't want to be written out of the will. So they have to just jump through hoops, whatever mother wants. We'll do it until mother dies and then Except we can get our inheritance. The, the only child that mother likes is Jason. And he's, he, it turns out he's the one that robs her in the end. But she seems pretty pleased about that. Like, she's almost proud she's, of the fact that he stepped up and ripped her off, right? She says that in this thing. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you, somebody finally had the guts to stand up and Jesus. just do what they want to do. And But not only do that, but to just, as she puts it, to to take what you want. Because that's what you do to get ahead is to do whatever you have to do and take from right. whoever you have to. Yeah. So she she's still a bad character because of that. Because oh, for she, sure. She doesn't understand what the lessons that she's teaching her kids or what she's done to her kids. 
And as we see, the next generation too, the the kid who plays the influencer and all that shit. He's a just, shithead too, yeah. Yeah. And that that's part of the film too, that I think this this film they go too much for comedy on this. They spend way too much time on these jokes. Yeah, I was, the, the whole family wasn't really needed, but, you know, like, I didn't, no. yeah, it's, ah, what are you going to do? I was watching, I was checking my watch every time to say, okay, this part needs to be cut out because this is just dragging the film down. Like, I yeah. want to see more of the action, mm-hmm. you know, happening in the attic than I do what's happening in the living room. Yeah, for sure. Uh so then uh, let's just go ahead and get to the final fight. Like we all know where this is going. Basically it, it, it's all coming down to the big fight. We're waiting to see is Mr. Scrooge versus Santa Claus. And uh, after, after a bunch of people in on snowmobiles, a lot a la die hard to show up. Yep. Yeah. Like it's a whole, like there, there's so many action set pieces in this. Like it's just, it's just Santa mowing through a bunch of, uh, a bunch of people. Oh, and, and there was a, another like kind of a die hard to twist, right? Like the, uh, the security team that mom called in to save all yeah. everybody was working with Mr. Scrooge, right? Like in another lift. From, yeah. From like the like franchise. they're so rich. Yeah. She yeah. has like this whole Private hit security. squad, right. Yeah. You know, that will just come in and, and solve any problem for them. And that, like, I, I don't know if they were trying to make that like a diehard aha gotcha moment. It, it didn't play at all. Like, you, you knew what was happening oh, already dude, as yeah, they were rolling up. up. Like, in no time was I like, oh yeah, they're here to save them. I was right. like, no, they're obviously bad guys too. Because yep. nobody looks like a good guy. Nobody's doing anything helpful, right? Right. And and you you learn that once that actor the actor hostage gets away he runs out meets them and they're like oh they blow him hostage, right away blow him right away yeah. yeah it's like oh no they're bad guys who saw that coming <laughs> yeah and then as we get into the climax though like once again this 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 is really where I'm checking my watch because I want the Danemois to get there right I want this thing to get wrapped up but they have to like at this point and I feel like we're you know, damn near close to the two hour mark. And this is the point where they're like, oh, now I want to make sure everybody gets their moment to shine in this oh, film. This was only an hour and 47. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. It's just like, I was so ready at this point to be like, okay, you've got to wrap this thing yeah. up. But no, they wanted to give Beverly D'Angelo her moment to shine. Yeah. They wanted to give the mom her chance to shine, mm-hmm. you know, and fight somebody. And, you know, Jason has to show up and fight somebody. And and then, yeah, on top of that, you've got Santa Claus chasing Scrooge right. through the forest yep. and his henchmen. Yep. You know, it's just, it was kept going. And then you get him locked in the barn and it's like, God damn it. Now he's got to go through the army of guys. Yep. I was like, Let's get to it here already. And just like, granted, yes, they're setting up some good fight at the end. Like we said, the John Wick kind of style fight at the end. But this needed to happen 20 minutes earlier. Yeah, it should have. It really should have. It was so long. Like, I just, I can't tell you how many times I was, I started checking the watch and the timer on the, on the screen and just saying, for real, this thing's got 30 minutes left. I was like, holy shit. Well, then, and even kind of to make it a little longer is that after Santa dispatches through all the goons, then we get the, before we get the big fight with Mr. Scrooge, Mr. Scrooge then has to give us his backstory as to why he doesn't like <sighs> fucking Christmas. And he gave yeah, John like, Leguizamo a chance to, to have another scene. And this is like, fuck man, let's get to the fight already. Right. And the, and the ridiculous thing is like, it's just, this is bad screenwriting here and bad directing because they already gave like, up, yeah. All they had to do, 
And they were doing it throughout the film. Every time Legozano was on the film is talking about how much he hates Christmas and everything like that. That's where you put his backstory in. Yep. Start dropping those plot points and just saying, hey, I hate it because you remind me of the family <laughs> that did this. Yep. You know, that's all you need. That way you don't have to have this whole, you know, James Bond villain monologue at the end saying, hey, this is this is why I'm doing this. And I'm going to give you every moment to heal up and grab your weapon and kill me. It's just... It's 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 too much of them trying to be too cute at that point. Yeah, that's and fair. it started to grind on me a little bit about that and saying, if you guys want to make this film, you can do that. You can do it in ninety minutes, and I would be going with it because I was laughing at portions of this thing. I was going with the ultra violence. It's at these moments though where it just slows down. And it's like you, your movie can't handle that. You 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 have a particular audience for this thing. You've got to keep them engaged. So then, finally, but then we get to the final fight. Yeah, the final right? fight, which was, you know, uh, okay. I don't know if it was because, you know, David Harbour is a gigantic man. He just towers yes. over John Leguizamo. But by this point, too, I mean, you know, you got to figure like Santa's had the shit beat out of him. Like he's been beat up pretty good. So John Leguizamo's character, Mr. Scrooge, you know, being uh, it, like an unknown mercenary head. Like, I don't know what they don't really get into who he is. We just under, no. we're, we're just meant to understand he's a badass. So him fighting Santa Claus, like it's all it's almost like when uh, when Jackie Treehorn fight uh, fought Dalton at the end of Roadhouse. And we just kind of have to go with it. <laughs> You know what I mean? You yes, just kind of have to go comparison. with it here, yeah. But at least, well, see, this is the problem. This is where the screenwriting does fall apart. <laughs> is had they just developed and said, "Hey, this is why Santa Claus can't fight at his fullest." Right? Liguizamo has the kryptonite. Right. right? That's all they need to set up. Because he really doesn't believe in Christmas so much, he's making Santa weak or some shit like that. Yeah. If, some, even some if they shit. want to do something lame like that, explain it to me. Give me that throughout the film and let me understand. But they don't give you that explanation until after he's dispatched of him. Right. And even then, you really don't get that. Like I said, I had to go read this after I watched this movie. It's it's frustrating. And yeah, like you said, they didn't want to give the backstory or, or give us some information of why Leguizamo's so good. Yeah, at least Jackie Treehorn, they showed him like <laughs> sparring with people and saying, okay, at least like, yeah, he can fight some of his goons. Oh, like, like well, that, that's so much a ridiculous. spar. Like he punched a couple, he punched his goon in the mouth a few times while everyone stood around and laughed. He's like, yeah. you know, I don't like you. You're a bleeder. You know what I mean? <laughs> God, we got to watch him review that should. movie someday. <laughs> it is a classic. I love that movie. Oh, oh, so anyway, so we let's get back to the Mrs. Screws for a Santa fight. Like it's you know, it, it's a pretty good like you know final battle. But the way Santa finally dispatches of Mr. Scrooge was one of the more inventive. Uh, yeah, it's like I, I think kills like I have seen, especially in an action movie. Is that uh, Santa like in a in a last desperate uh, like a pop of magic summons everything he has left and he grabs hold of Mr. Scrooge and he, he does this little wink and uh, and that's when you know like that's what he did before he went flying up the chimney so Santa literally has a hold of Scrooge and he does this wink and they go flying up the chimney and as you can imagine Santa comes out of the top of the chimney just fine and then is just doused in a Sam Raimi level amount of uh, of red blood that just it's gallons and holding just basically holding a torso, holding a torso yeah <laughs> just like there's no head art like he's holding like a midsection and he's just drenched like that's just it it was pretty fucking entertaining see I'll give like in a very like invincible sort of like the boys kind of like over the top hyper violent sort of like you know holy shit moment but it it worked I appreciate I appreciated yeah. that 
like you said, hyperviolence. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole point of this film. It's sure. just it's so in your face with all this hyperviolence that they had to come up with something with that. And I, I give them credit for it. Yeah, it was an inventive way to dispatch of your final enemy. Very, it, 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 as I made a reference to it, it, it is kind of James Bondian. It's this whole way of like disposing of your enemy in 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 an ironic fashion. Yeah, I guess. Yep. and so it was entertaining to see. I just say, I, I, I just wish they would have developed that a little bit more and let me understand why those powers work the way they do. Oh wait, so. but there's one more twist. As a, uh, as the uh, the commander of the kill squad who was supposed to be the heroes, uh, he actually shoots Santa Claus, but then he is shot by Beverly D'Angelo's character who takes care of yes. him. And then uh, as Santa is basically uh, is dying, Jason starts. They start burning the the three hundred million dollars to keep Santa warm. Right? Yeah. Is that- Which, okay. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, like, I'm come wondering on, man. what the hell's going on. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't make a lot of None sense. Okay, whatsoever. I get it. It's, it's his atonement, right? I He's guess. Like, okay, I got, I've got to let go of all the greed and all the money just to, <laughs> to make sure I give my family, uh, you know, but the, proper the money love, was but- wrapped in packages and presents and paper. They could have unwrapped the money and just burned and the there packaging. Was, there was bags of it, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I only saw them drop a few, a few, like, you know, stacks yeah. of, uh, of bills into that thing yep. because, and, and and it doesn't, that's not the reason why Santa even survives this thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Because if I, if I wasn't thinking Peter Pan before you this scene now. was absolutely, yes, everybody clapping for Tinkerbell yeah. because it's just like, that's when I little, believe. Little oh, Trudy I comes believe. And she's like, everybody, we have to believe in Santa. And everyone says uh, like, they basically like, uh, I believe in Santa. I believe in Santa. And then finally, like, is are those the exact words they say? Am I remembering that wrong? It's it's all yes. Yeah. Everybody's I believe. That was yeah, it. I Thank believe you. too. Yeah. And I was I was listening to another oh another uh, gentleman talking about this film yeah. on another show, um, but he basically brought up a great point on this where he said like it would have been really helpful, you know, if they would have actually just shown to like a little extra scene. Like God knows this thing didn't need any more scenes, but yeah, um, you know, it would have been helpful to like actually get some reaction shots of the parents. Saying like, "Oh my God, Santa is real!" Oh, because they spent the whole goddamn film. Every adult in this thing has gone around saying Santa's not real. We, That's it's right. just something we we made up. But they don't do it. So I was like, "Well, we believe, we believe, we believe." And then Santa wakes up and's like, "Hey, okay, yeah, yeah I'm look, alive." I wish I knew how this magic worked. I don't get it. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> what is this? Like, oh, yeah, just. Oh, it irritates me. Like, no, yeah. you understand. You've been doing it for a thousand years, asshole. Come on. Right. So he, he wakes up still confused by his own magic, but he, he has his faith restored. And then, uh, like, as this, the, this like, we need to, uh, to say also, like, the Santa tried to escape at the beginning of the movie after killing the first terrorist, but the, the reindeer, like, they just left him there. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's the reindeer why he left him because he, he couldn't get back up the chimney either. Right. You remember, he was like Out doing the magic. nose thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was just like, it was just like, wouldn't work. Yep. Like, he had no belief. Yeah. So then, uh, like the the reindeer come back and Santa's all happy, and then uh, in his in his Santa sack, there's a note from Mrs. Claus, and uh, it's she gives him like his his favorite murder weapon back, and it's uh, a big yes, hammer called hammer. Skull Crusher. You know what I mean? See, wouldn't that have made more sense had she sent that in the middle of the movie when he was right. at his lowest point? Like maybe the reindeer or fly over he's... and it drops down a little parachute into the barn he was yeah. in, and that's the Wh- hammer he used to kick ass. Which would have been a perfect time, or at bare minimum, when he's fighting Scrooge and he's on his last leg. Yes. And that's how he kills him. Yes. It just, it would have made more sense. Like, what does he need the damn hammer for now? Is he going right. to go bash the naughty kids now? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, because after just, the U.S., where else is where is he going to deliver presents? Like, what's next on the map? Yeah. Why is he going to need that? 
So what's the sequel? Is the sequel going to be like, is it going to be like, where do you think they go with it? Like they're obviously like they left some kind of a tag there for, uh, to introduce Mrs. Santa. And I think David Harbour himself has said that he'd like maybe, uh, Charlize Theron to play Mrs. Santa, like someone of that caliber, which would be interesting because she's an action movie. I would have you know what I mean? fun with that. Yeah, that'd be yeah, really but good. I mean, this... But in a sequel, like, do they, they can't just repeat the same formula where it's Santa going to a house and there's terrorists, blah, blah, Like, you know, it's got to be a whole different kind of movie, right? <laughs> well, you know, it worked for Die Hard. Yeah. So. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Yes, you can't because this, this movie doesn't lend itself to that. Yeah, because it already um, did Die Hard 1 and 2 in the first fucking movie. Like, what are they going to do yeah. from there? So what I what I keep saying is that's why this has to be a prequel because they've opened up and they want to explore some of these ideas yeah. and they never really do. They just like I think these ideas are ripe for the picking. Just tell me how a Viking becomes Santa Claus. That's I good. would absolutely love it. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like some in like a Freddy Krueger kind of way. Was he punished by dream demons? You know what I mean? And now he has to yeah, be Santa. It's like forever. it's like you know yeah like you said yeah Nightmare on Elm Street kind of meets you know. Tim Allen, Santa Claus. Right, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're chosen, and now all sorts of comical stuff in, ensues. Oh, right? man. Okay, so it, in a way to relate to our last Christmas episode, we did the Scrooge anyway, for those who are curious. What if for the sequel they do straight up The Night the Reindeer Died, where uh, John Leguizamo's brother, in a very diehard sort of way, takes a goon squad to the North Pole to exact revenge? <laughs> That would be entertaining. Like, you could make it work. I think you could make that work for sure. You could have missile uh, missile mounted reindeer and shit. Like you know what I mean? That'd be tight as shit. Because I mean, yeah, this is a movie that wants to be over the top. Yeah. So they gotta why be. not? Yeah. Yeah. But they <laughs> that theater. I, I I'd see that. Like okay, I had enough fun with this first one to where uh, because it's a Christmas movie, I'd be fine watching it every Christmas. Like we get, it'd be a once a year kind of movie. I think it's just that much. It's it's just that much fun to where you know it's you could put up with the the parts where you're like yeah you know and, and just kind of enjoy it uh, for the fun of it. I think you know every holiday time if you're looking for a holiday action movie that isn't Die Hard. Uh, I I wish I could say the same. Oh really. Because I like I, I I'm not gonna be wrong. I I enjoyed this film to an extent. As I said, I've got problems with it. It's too long. I was <laughs> I found myself bored at many parts. There were but there were other scenes that entertained me. Yeah. The problem is like I could watch this movie every Christmas, right? Or I could do what I actually did this year. I could watch Die Hard and Home Alone, and get everything that I need that this movie gives me. Minus a lot of the blood, right? Yeah. I will say that David you know, Harbour's performance in this, like he's, you know, if you've, if you've seen Stranger Things, you know what you're going to get with this guy. Like, you know, he's able to be really, really funny. He can do action. And at times where, you know, the, the script called upon, quote, drama, you know what I mean? He, you yeah. know, he, he's able to do dramatic things. Like he can cry. He's really convincing. Like he, you know, he can emote. Like he does all things one would expect. So like as far as his performance goes, I thought he was fucking terrific in this movie. He was entertaining. Yeah. I will give you that too. I think him and John Leguizamo... <laughs> If you didn't have them in this thing and you just had some other oh, people it, that I just yeah. don't know, I, I don't think I'd I, watched I wouldn't it. go with this movie. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, you need somebody that's going to really take up the screen. Yep. So, like David Harbour, he brings that charisma yeah. to the screen and it helps you understand, especially if you've watched Stranger Things, you know the guy himself. Yeah. And then John Linguizamo, yeah, he just he's just so over the top that you're just kind of like, you're either going to really love it or you're going to kind of hate it. But, you know, me personally, I like that because I know that this is that's what this film required, yep. you know, because it's what they were going for. Yeah. And he delivered on that. Yeah, he was great. But overall, 
I am more intrigued about a story about a Viking becoming Santa Claus as opposed to Santa Claus fighting terrorists. You know, it's that's just me. Yeah. I, but this is not a movie that I would say I wouldn't recommend nobody watch. I think it's worth watching if you like Christmas films. This thing might pleasantly surprise you, especially if you. That's how I took it. I was pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah. Yeah, you'll 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 get that out of it. You'll be like, okay, it's more than I thought it was. It certainly surprised me because I thought, like I said, I thought this was going to be a remake of the slasher film that uh, that you didn't like it. I I someone enjoyed it. Silent Night, Deadly Night. (laughs) You know, I thought this was just going to be another thing like that, except you know the new MTV style video right, you know, everything's yeah. faster and more gory. No, this movie was very comical and a, a clear diehard ripoff. So yeah. it was okay. And it's uh, still so. available to stream for free right now. If you have access to prime and you better hurry up uh, because coming up here in a couple of weeks, they're going to start charging <laughs> like showing ads or charging for ad free. Yeah. No, and, no comment from me on that. Yeah, I'm going to give a comment right now. Fuck all that. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, no fucking way. I got that little email and I was like, well, good luck. I'm not fucking paying yeah. for this. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh my I'm, God. I'm, I'm definitely not thrilled yeah, with that. You can keep my 299. I'll watch Reacher with commercials if I must. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's no, uh, it's, yeah that's, that's one good thing I will say. That Prime, you know, for what it is. Like oh, it, it doesn't deliver a lot of content. To no, me. there's no way. So, or Netflix, so, but they're wanting to charge these days, dude. The only reason I have Netflix is because T-Mobile gives it to me. Like, you know what I mean? That's the yeah, only fucking reason I have that shit. Yeah. Netflix definitely is the most expensive of all of them. They are pretty ridiculous. For the least but, amount of offerings too, man. They have jack yeah. shit. But it, seemed, but it sure does seem like Disney's working their ass off to try to like compete with them on the price and say, we want to keep raising our man. prices. So. Dude, right? It's, I tell you, like I, uh, I took full advantage of those Black Friday deals this year for, uh, for fucking cheap for Disney Plus and Hulu. Hell yeah, dude! Three dollars a month, <laughs> just, baby, with a couple of ads. You sign up for another eight years or something? No, no, no. It's uh, it's three dollars a month for uh, for Hulu and Disney Plus with ads, but like the ads are still minimal. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like two commercials per episode. Like I'm good with that. Okay, that's not too bad. No, no, not for fucking three bucks a not month. Not for that bro. price. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> HBO is like eighteen bucks a month. It's like what the fuck? But they, but HBO, like they, they're kind of, you know, they're a little fucked up about it because they put their commercials in like really bad spots. Like if you watch a movie on Disney Plus or Hulu, it's going to be at the beginning of the movie. You like, you know what I mean? So you can actually watch it. But on HBO, they put that shit like at 17 minutes in and then another one at 47 minutes in or whatever. Like it totally breaks the, that's uh, annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. So they almost like, they don't force you to keep it ad free, but they kind of (laughs) do, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't like the ads either, but you know, I I don't like playing, paying exorbitant prices either for man fucking a. for content that I may not be watching all the time either. Right? So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I don't know if I'd watch. I I don't know if I'd enjoy violent ads so much. I had commercial breaks in between. Like you know what I mean? Like if it was on sci-fi <laughs> or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh, like that shit. makes more sense at least. Yeah. You yeah. might you might need to take a break or watch a thing in in. Uh, in chunks. Yeah, right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, do we Speaking want to get any which, more Christmas? Oh, go ahead. I'm going to say, like, I, as I was, as we're, we're coming up on the end of the year yeah. and we're, we're, we'll do our annual end of year uh, episode. I got a couple more we'll movies to get in from this year, but yeah. The best and worst. Yeah, I've, I've watched a few movies too this year and I will tell you, some of them I'm having a hard time getting through having to watch in chunks so uh i won't spoil anything i won't tell you what those are until we uh 
I'm going to make you turn in and listen to that episode, but, uh, yeah, we are going to have that coming up and I know you've been working really hard getting through, uh, some of the, some of the movies that, uh, <laughs> that's you, only you're because interested I don't have a year. clear favorite for the year yet, man. Like it's just, they're all really, like, okay. Yeah, holy shit. Like there's no, there hasn't been one that I don't like, I'll have to go back through the list, but there hasn't been one where like, that was a great movie. Like, it hasn't been one that I've watched in 2023 yet that has made me see that. So it's just, I'm hoping I've got to find a couple it. that might be up there. They'll, they'll give me a running, but it's not, it, I don't feel like it's in years past where I've had just some clear favorites. Right. Though, Cause there are some decent films that I've seen this year and God, there's some terrible films I've seen this year. <laughs> What's a couple of decent ones you've seen like, given to me? Maybe I haven't seen those yet. And I'll check those well, out. I don't want to spoil anything. I, I will give them to you off air. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'll work. Because I don't want to spoil anything for our show. I want our fans to go in fresh on this. Because, um, yeah, at the same time, I want our fans to kind of start giving us some feedback, too. What's the best things you've seen this year? What's the yeah. worst thing you watched this year? For Whether sure. it's movie, TV. If you played some bad video games this year, what were those? What was the best video games you played? Anything like that. We want to hear from you. It's a lot of fun getting the interaction with you all. Best video game would be a tough call for me. I think I played more video games than I when I watched movies this year. <laughs> Oh, that's I can understand that. <laughs> Except okay, I will yeah. let's say one Nicholas Cage's retirement plan. Everybody can go ahead and skip that. It was <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna not gonna spoil that one, huh? Just, I'll leave it or, out there. You you just everybody <laughs> skip it. If you think like there's Nick Cage in the movie. No, don't do it, man. That was exactly what I said to myself. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. Guess that was a Hulu ad special, huh? Oh, could you see, you know, Nick Cage, Ron Perlman, you know what I mean? Like two old men. Yeah, you would think, out. right? You'd think like that'd be something that, man, holy shit. They just keep introducing more and more. I, I just, I have <laughs> so many problems with that fucking movie. Yeah, we'll skip that one. But anyway, so are there any more Christmas movies we want to get in this year? Or do you think we're good? I think we're past the Christmas time unless, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like we're coming up on the New Year's. All right. Yeah, unless unless somebody suggests something, I mean, I'm always I'm always up for anything anybody suggests. Do you have any ideas for what we should go to next? Then, ooh, boy, that could be any number of things. I saw a movie pop up on uh, on HBO that I hadn't seen. That the cast looks sort of interesting, and I don't know if you had seen it or not. Um, what is it? Oh, uh, the Avengers with uh, Sean Connery and Ray Fiennes. Yeah, uh, Uma Thurman. Have you seen that? It's the remake of the old 60s type Mod Squad kind of thing, right? Is that what that uh, is? If I'm remembering it correctly. I could be off here. It's an old British show, right? Yeah. 1998. Yeah. yeah, Ray Fiennes, Uma Thurman, Sean Connery. Is that one not worth I've never seen it. I've never not seen it, so I don't know. Um, oh, boy. It, it, could it did be, not it make could a be lot of money. Oh, shit. I'm, I do like Sean Connery. I do like Ray Fiennes. They're, terrific okay. actors. There is, I do have an alternative if you would like. I, like we can discuss it further when we're off air or not. But uh, have you ever seen the Phantom starring Billy Zane? I have not seen that one, no. <laughs> but I've heard about it. Oh man, it's him and Treat Williams, and it's as far as I can remember. Last time I saw it, it's special. So maybe maybe we'll go that one. I don't know. That might be a good one to go for. It might be okay. yeah, for some reason. As a person who's never seen that thing and only heard about it, special does come to mind. Oh, man. It, it, just the suit he wears alone in this movie is fucking fantastic, man. Oh, I adore that it so is, much. That is definitely pre-Marvel, pre-everything like that. But after, after you know, a good Superman film in the early 80s and late yeah, 70s. They were trying to do what they can. Film. You get Billy Zane in a purple <laughs> suit. 
Looking oh, like a wow. muscular okay. grimace. You know what I mean? It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Good lord. I know. Oh man. Well, yeah, we'll let's figure out our next movie for sure, uh, and then uh, we'll let everybody know during the next one. Everybody, thanks very much for checking out the show. I'm back with Brian and Mary. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Can you dig it?